are you just polite because you're Canadian or are you polite because you're interested? Hello and welcome to Thoughts and Perspectives, a Swinger Lifestyle Podcast. We are Ben and Kay, a two-physician couple in the lifestyle and would like to share with you our thoughts and perspectives on related topics. We are physicians, but we are not your physicians. If you have any concerns about your personal or mental health, you should talk with your own doctors. This is an adult podcast and is not intended for people under the age of 18. Welcome to episode 16, The Approach, How to Make This Happen. Yeah, or really more of a series of us lucking out, us failing just terribly despite our best intentions. Um, learning as we go. And learning learning as we go. Um, and basically, I think for us, it's going to boil down to we just dive in head first and hope for the best. But <laughs> maybe, maybe we will have something useful to offer someone. I'm not sure. But in any case, um, let's start with some updates. We actually did stuff, not on a cruise. Well, I guess we didn't do stuff, um, but we did participate in swinger we activities, tried. swinger-ish activities, um, apart from the cruise, which is uh, not normally part of our 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 game plan. But we did. Um, so, and also how we decided, you know, we can talk about the things that we've learned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, basically, our New Year's. Uh, swinger party was a fiasco. Yeah, well, let's, let's talk about it a little bit. So, um, we've because of our careers, we've been a little hesitant to do anything in our local area. But you know, it was New Year's, and we felt like, gosh, waiting in between cruises is so long to wait for us to do something kind of fun for ourselves. You know, let's have fun on New Year's. Yeah, we, I mean, usually we're tied up with like family and career, and it's just like a, a slog between cruises, and we don't have a lot of. And also we signed up for this right after the cruise and mm-hmm. we've talked about we weren't going to make decisions with our post cruise brains. Sure. Yeah. But we did. <laughs> we, yeah. We were still on the high from the cruise and we we're like, we need to do this more often. But not uh, too often. More often but not too often. <laughs> right? We we're like But January, that's perfect. We we're finishing up the uh, the November cruise and we thought January, two months, perfect. That's yeah. the perfect timing for us. So we signed up for a local New Year's party. Yeah, which is an off-premise hotel takeover. Yeah, we wanted to check out hotel takeover anyway. Mm-hmm. It's been our mm-hmm. kind of bucket list thing. Yeah, and now I, I had been to several hotel takeovers um, back in like 2006. You're old. You're old. <laughs> um, yeah, so that it's, it's it tells you how long been a while. Been I don't even know how long ago that is, 2006. Uh, I'm going to have to do some math, but that's like, what, 15 years ago? Yeah, about. 17, 17 years ago. So that was the last time I was at a hotel takeover. And so in any case, uh, we go to the uh, the New Year's ball, tuxedos, ball gowns, recommended. Yeah, yeah we're all dressed up to the nines. Yeah, so I, we show up in a tuxedo and a ball gown and we're the only people there in a tuxedo and a ball gown. <laughs> I shouldn't say only. There was probably one other couple out of the 300 other couples that were Which there. Which we should have hooked up with. Um, yeah, well. But it didn't work because the wife drank too much champagne. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's okay. It, it happens. You're, yeah, you're so it's, it's important. It's important to realize when you've reached that point and then say, you know what? I need to leave this room I, right yeah, now. Yeah, I should not be participating. Yeah. Because I have the spins. Yeah. And this has not happened to me since college. This yeah. is so embarrassing. That's that's not the point when you push the gas. When you notice you're impaired, that's when you say, you know what? I'm a little impaired. I went a little bit beyond. A little impaired, yeah. What, what I should have. And I did not know. black out, but I had the spins. I had what I thought was a reasonable amount of champagne over four hours. Yeah, it didn't seem like that much. I think maybe, yeah. what, four or five drinks in that in that time frame. But I did not hydrate. I was like running around. Probably didn't sleep too much. Didn't sleep. Cleaned the house all day. Just the usual. And so I had my four glasses of champagne and I was gone. <laughs> yeah. Gown and all. I had to excuse myself. I literally ran to our hotel room like a Cinderella. <laughs> and which, is, which is fine. We did, we did go to the playroom for we, a little bit. We did. We didn't swap. 
yeah, we didn't really interact with. <laughs> But we did <laughs> use a setter bed mostly because I needed to be horizontal immediately. <laughs> so mm. I phrased it, and the closest area to lay down was the playroom. Yep. Yep. And I, I just and feel. We, yeah, and we called it a night. Yeah. So the fiasco got us talking about. How come we didn't make things happen? And it hasn't happened for us in a long time. We usually make things happen. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the thing about the cruise is you've got a week yeah. or I guess the next cruise is five days, but you've got several days to figure out what you like, who you're interested in, who you want to talk to. You can talk to somebody a little bit and then maybe make uh, make arrangements to get some drinks maybe the next day or maybe maybe you say, hey, those guys are kind of nice. Maybe if we run into again, we'll talk with them, whatever. But the club and occasionally the hotel takeovers. Now, this was a two-day takeover, and we only showed up to the second day, which maybe, yeah, maybe is an issue. But um, We didn't have our club brains on. We didn't. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't want to necessarily be in a rush too much, you know, which is why I wasn't disappointed, right? I didn't really scope anyone out where I was... Yeah, you're a good husband. You were so yeah. kind and said, don't worry about it. Go lay down. Don't worry about the swap. Yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, I felt like crap letting both of us down. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't believe I've been preparing for this night for like a month and a half. You know, I, I tried like three ball gowns and... Mm -hmm chose the best one and all this preparation was for nothing because of rookie music yeah no it's it's okay i and you know going into it i wasn't i wasn't like it's now or never you know i, I was more of the the thought you're like that, i have april cruise co coming yeah, up well yeah not only that but it's been what 17 years we said since my last hotel takeover and i didn't want to be in a rush or you know commit to anything that i wasn't super super interested in so and i hadn't really scoped anything out by the time you start feeling bad um you know we did we did um we did run into some other podcasters yeah that was nice mm -hmm. which we had which we had met on the cruise and we had we had um messaged before but it seems like they were a, a pretty hot commodity at this uh at this event their posters and <laughs> cards were everywhere and so they, they had a lot of mingling to do it looked like they seemed like they knew a lot of people it was really nice It was really nice to run into them. Yeah, it was good to run into at least someone we knew. I think if we were there just not knowing anybody, yeah, it would have been a lot, maybe not quite as enjoyable, I suppose. You know, honestly, I think it wouldn't be as disappointing. <laughs> um, did you have any other thoughts about your first, uh, I guess, hotel takeover? You know, it's different. You're trying to be, I don't know, in the public space. I still have my public face on, so... I found it a little bit less uh, relaxing than being in the club mm -hmm. for some reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was a lot less, I don't know, slutty. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It seems like people were maybe a little bit more shy at the Tokyo takeover than they are at the club a little bit. Or it might be just this area because we've never really participated in anything in this area, so... But everyone was really nice. Yeah, like pe people, people were nice for the most part. Yeah, people were complimenting me left and right. It yeah, was yeah. Really sweet. Which is a, a good part of the approach, you know. Um, compliments are always a good way to... To get things started. To get things started, to, to approach someone. Yeah, it's never wrong to start talking, to start talking with a compliment. Yeah. It goes a long way. Uh, the other thing that we did was AVN. Yeah, so four days later, after we had our, uh, our New Year's Eve fiasco, we go to Vegas for AVN, you know. Um, which I had, we, we had, neither of us had ever uh, been to before. Yeah. Um, and the, the takeaway from that is for a swinger couple, it's a pretty tame event. You know, I was walking around looking at porn stars, um, you know, chatterbait booth, just different areas. And I was like, you know, have you ever been in like a, a room full of swinger women? who are not only dressed the same way, but are open. Yeah, are ready to go. Ready to go, right? Yeah, yeah. On the hunt yeah, with their yeah. with their libido out, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. turned on. And like the, the vibe is very different is how I felt. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's... I'm like, something is missing. 
what is missing? I'm like, the everything looks right, but nothing feels right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the light is not green. There's yeah. no green light. Yeah, and I would, you know, for me, I didn't find like the AVN and all the porn stars or anything like that particularly more enticing um, than just a regular swingers event, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that I was expecting a lot more spiciness mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. no spiciness. It's very professional. Yeah. The vibe is very professional is how I would describe it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I, I don't know if part of that might might have been due to the convention rules or like Las Vegas law, but, you know, you had to be fully clothed the whole time and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that it just felt felt different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that during AVN, I was walking around and I was like, I've been in lifestyle for so long that it's like a boiling a frog, like slowly integrated. I get more and more comfortable and the level of crazy I now expect mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with is probably so far away from vanilla world yeah, yeah. that like the thoughts I have in my brain. Yeah. And that was just kind of an example of that. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm too far gone. Uh, too we f- did, uh, we did end up buying some sex toys. Oh yeah. Wife well, came away with like bags of stuff. But the, uh, I guess the funny part was that that wasn't even at the convention. We did pick up one small, fairly innocuous thing at the convention itself. Um, but we ended up going to, I guess it's Pepper. Yeah, which was very nice, yeah. kind of luxurious yeah. experience, different from your typical um, regular sex stop, which we also end up ended up... We also what? did end up... So we went to the classy one, Pepper, which was in the mall attached to the hotel where the convention was. Yeah, it was just it's there all the time. Um, and it's very much like a, like a high class kind of... It's like a lingerie shop in the front. Like a classy one. And then you kind of go to the side and there's this really nice uh, sex store slash like BDSM equipment. Yeah. And so you roll in there and all the toys are under like a glass case and there's a worker there that's like kind of like a bartender is is how I kind of see it. And they'll, they'll go through with you kind of all the toys and that sort of thing. I think I just liked the shopping experience there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, this is, this, this is new. It's like a, it is, it does feel like being at a bar mm-hmm. <laughs> just being, you know, entertained with all the different toys Yeah, and they just bust them out and like show you how they work. And it's just like so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a good shopping experience. And, and we ended up dragging our vanilla friends mm-hmm. back there. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they bought the weirdest toy. They were going to buy the weirdest toy or did they buy the weirdest toy? I don't remember. Uh, well, they got one of the same one like us, but yeah. I think they were eyeing more weird stuff. We were like, yeah. oh, just, <laughs> yeah, just pump the brakes guys. <laughs> but the stockings, we end up getting matching stockings. Yeah. Yeah. And then I ended up walking around Las Vegas in my stockings. Yes. <laughs> that was fun. Um, and then we went to an actual CD, uh, sex toy store, like your, like your regular kind of. But we were there for a different reason. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were, were there, there for the, uh, for the escape room. Yeah. We were just browsing. The we were BDSM themed, uh, escape room, yeah. which we failed, but just barely. Like another five minutes. Another five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was our, uh, that was our early January. Um, yeah. And some of the things we are participated in. So we decided, hey, let's let's not have another fiasco, and let's figure out how to make things happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, so on to the approach. Um, so I guess the first thing we wanted to talk about was using secret words to kind of coordinate with your partner, like, hey, are you interested in this couple? You know, oftentimes you're talking to a couple face to face, just having run into them. And how do you communicate with your partner in the moment? Like, yes or no, I'm, I'm not interested in that other couple. So some couples come up with a passphrase. So um, as an example, uh, you might say Amsterdam. So if you're super interested in a couple, you may, you may say to your spouse, oh, Amsterdam. And the other couple will be like, then the other one will be like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Or no, eh, you know, yeah, whatever. Um, and so that's, that's one way to deal with it. And we had noticed that before, at least I had noticed that before when we were talking to other couples, they'd say something just totally 
out of the blue, right? Like, why would you just randomly say Amsterdam? Like, that's not part of the conversation or anything, right? You figured and, it out. It's yeah, paying so, attention. So the husband turns and looks at the wife and goes, Amsterdam. And she goes, oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm, you know, at that point, I'm like, I'm pretty sure we're in on this one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a green light. Right? Yeah. You're like, why would you say that? But you know what I was talking to you about? Where things that have happened to us and worked out the best was the scenarios where the other couple was on board with each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like they they didn't have to step away and have a chat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they didn't have to pause and meet us back later after mm-hmm. they discuss within kind of, yeah. you know, that, that if you have that ability to communicate with your couple, yay or nay, mm-hmm. Right, you can either move on, or you can seal the deal because now you're confident that your couple is also in. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, maybe it could be a nonverbal communication. So for us, we use a touch sign. We've talked about using a touch sign that we never use. Yeah. Yeah. Do you even remember what the touch sign is? Yeah, the elbow. Oh yeah, I guess you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess you do remember it. Um, but um, you know, I'm so overly enthusiastic. Yeah. That no, yeah. By no. the time we even get to that point, we've we've already we've already figured it out. You know, we've already know we already know what the other person is thinking by the time we even. But I, you know, like when we're on the same page, it's we're usually very quickly on the same page. Mm-hmm. And at this point, like the, you have figured out like what scenario works for both of us so well that usually by the time you say, Hey, look at that couple, right? I have my, my slut card in my hand and I'm running over to hand the slut card. Yeah. Yeah. And so like there's very little hesitation. Yeah. Yeah. Your weeding out, your weeding out process has gotten so good, but we did talk about using that sign to make sure we're on the same page. Mm -hmm, For sure. Where I'm thinking that we might need another sign for nay, which we don't have. Yeah, the the other sign. Well, we do have that sign, but as I had mentioned, we've already forgotten it. What's our nay sign? Our no sign was supposed to be me kicking your foot or the other person kicking the other person's foot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just presume that you're trying to get my attention. So I think we've established no beer. is not really a part of your vocabulary. <laughs> Not, it's not true. <laughs> it's just your bar is so high that by the time the the spouse meets that your requirement, mm-hmm. you usually surpass. Yeah, my 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 requirements I think are a little bit more stringent. So by by the time I'm saying, hey, you know, check out this couple, it's already yeah, yeah, it's already agreed upon. I guess it's already a green light. Sometimes you'll bring up a couple where you'll be like, oh, I'm not sure if you're into this guy. You know, I'm, you know, I really like the female part of the couple and I'll say, oh, nope, that's, that's still, is it still good? I'm yeah. all in. Yeah. Um, so you have some notes here um, that says the approach needs to change on DTF status. What does that mean? Yeah. So I put that in there because I've, what I've noticed is where, where you can lose a couple is if you go too fast, let's say you as a couple are very direct mm-hmm. and you want to seal the deal really fast and, you know, you're aggressive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the other couple like to take things slow. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're even daters, right? Mm-hmm. And you haven't quite figured that out yet. Mm-hmm. And so if you push too fast, you can turn them off by mm-hmm. being too aggressive. So have, you, have we ever done that? Mm, I don't think we've turned anyone off because for the most part we can engage and mm. and not engage faster than the other couple. Yeah. So I think that's where that pace needs to match the other couple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, I feel like we've been with couple where you can chat for half hour or you can chat for an hour, mm-hmm. but you you could proceed earlier. Yeah, yeah. And you you feel that, and you can go. Um, versus other couples, no, it's chat and a dinner next day, you know, and maybe kind of figure that you know, outcome of the dinner, and still kind of maybe, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so, 
figuring out how fast the other couple is moving, I mm-hmm. think is important. And so what do you think the best approach that we have is? What do you think we've been most successful with? Our best approach, I think, is being inviting and direct that we really like the other couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. W- where we're clearly kind of explaining to them that we're both interested, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, in non, non-pressure non way. Right. Um, you know, it's kind of saying, hey, we really like you guys. We'd love to spend time with you. What do you think about meeting us for drinks later on? Mm-hmm. The other piece is uh, I think we've been successful where if we also say drinks later on and maybe play later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if we kind of... Yeah, just kind of put it on the table. Put it on the table, f- you know, fairly kind of non-committally. Mm-hmm. You know, we're happy to meet for dinner. We're happy to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a and that's a tough thing to do um, once you kind of put that out there because then you're... You know, you are dealing with the possibility of uh, of rejection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people might say no, or they may not circle back around, and that's just kind of the kind of the risk you have to take. Um, and if a couple does not seem interested, you really shouldn't take that to heart because they may have a million other reasons. You know, I think that we're that approach naturally happens when it's like day two or three of the cruise, mm-hmm. and we kind of feel like okay. We're okay. Things have happened. It's fun already. Mm-hmm. And so when we approach a couple on day three, it really is that kind of natural pace where you just mm-hmm. feel like, hey, if you want to make it happen, we bumped it to you guys before. We're interested. Here it is. Here's our cabin number, you know. Yeah. Um, or so even even just dropping a card, right? We may go up to somebody and say, hey, uh, we like you guys look super cute. Or, hey, we enjoyed talking with you guys. Here's our card you know, get a hold of us. Um, yeah, that that has been most, I, I would say that kind of relaxed but direct mm-hmm. approach has been more, more most successful. Mm-hmm. The problem I have is I don't know how to get into that headspace very fast mm-hmm. in like a club situation. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it does feel like, gosh, we better choose the, the couple that is most interested in us to spend like the two hours that we have before mm-hmm. it's going to mm-hmm. get too late. Yeah. And so you, f- and I feel like that pressure may not necessarily even be there, but yeah. it just feel, I feel it. And I think, um, during our new year's Eve party, we made some mistakes and one of the mistakes was, you know, we had reserved chairs and we like to take things slow. Right. So we just basically sat in our one spot at our one table yeah. And didn't get up, didn't move around, didn't talk to people. And it's hard to... It's, it's hard to do with a dress that has a terrain. That's true. But it's also hard to approach a couple. One, that you can't see because they're sitting down in a crowd of people. And two, that are seated at a table, right? It's hard to come up and like approach a pair of people who are... Who are like across the room at their own table with their, you know, talking with their own... Yeah, at waist height, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so that's that's a that's a weird, difficult approach, um, and so I think that was a, a mistake that we made. We should have been up and walking around. And I tried to dra- drag you onto the dance floor. You did, yes. <laughs> you joined me for a little bit, and then you yeah. were like, okay. yeah, a couple of times. I, you know, I, I don't feel like the dance floor is an ideal place. Eh, it can be conducive. It can be, but you know. Oftentimes, you know, like the music's so loud and it's yeah. hard to talk to people and kind of, uh, it's, it's hard for me to, to approach in that, in that situation, so you know, especially, it, you know, you're just going to run into whoever you run into and you don't really get to pick people based on your interaction or, you know, your conversation with them, you know? Yeah. That's where I think that for you, the, the conversation connection is, is quite important. mm mm-hmm. And for me, the physical and body language, I, yeah. I kind of read that more, yeah. I think. Yeah. The, the thing is, is, you know, I like to, when I meet another couple, kind of want to make sure that the, the interaction is not going to turn into a disaster, right? And that's hard to establish based on just grinding with somebody on the dance floor. You don't know, 
you don't know, do they have jealousy issues with their spouse? Do they have, do they have other things going on? Um, is this a person who makes irrational <laughs> decisions? It's, it's, it's hard to establish on a dance floor, which is one of the reasons I don't like it. Uh, I think that's exactly where we're like good match because I'm all about, I look at a guy and I say, that guy has moves. That <laughs> pelvis moves perfectly. <laughs> and I go for it. You know, that, that's, I think, my pet peeve. You know, it's where I... Your pet peeve, the thing that... A pet peeve is something that makes you angry. Oh, um, the opposite of pet a peeve. Pe- the opposite of a pet peeve. Yeah, the opposite of pet peeve would be where if I can't communicate with... Like, a, you know how you look at images on profiles mm-hmm. and you can kind of make some sort of decision based on, like, pictures and profiles? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's 100% true. Um, you know, I, I certainly do make decisions and infer certain things from profiles but a lot of times i am completely wrong yeah right there's so many times where i'll see a profile and be like eh, or be super excited and then run into those people in real life and realize my assumptions were exactly the opposite of of how that couple actually is yeah for me like if you ask me to see somebody on the dance floor and not not talk to them versus look at a picture in the profile i'll take the the physical non-verbal communication to figure things out as opposed to the the profile i think yeah. that well yeah and you know sometimes the non-verbal communication is difficult too because um, we've certainly been in in talking with couples where they have body language that suggests they're not interested um not oh, yeah. facing you not necessarily smiling at you and that sort of thing and They've turned out to be interested and we had no idea until a third party was like, oh yeah, that couple really likes you. We're like, really? Yeah. The one piece is eye contact, right? Mm-hmm. So in general, if the you know the spouse makes good eye contact with me, I assume that means they're interested, mm-hmm. right? And lack of eye contact, I also take, oh, they're not that interested. Mm-hmm. And we've been burned with that before. Yeah, that has failed us before in both directions, right? Like we've had couples who've maintained strong eye contact, joking with us, laughing with us, um, that were not interested or as best we know. And then there have been couples who've avoided eye contact. Yeah. And we and found out they were very interested. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> there's no, you know, people always talk about reading body language, but I don't think that that's a hundred percent reliable. That, that is definitely true. Mm. So I think that figure out what works for you, but know that it's not a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can, you can go with your best odds. Yeah. I, I think the key is just putting yourself out there, just saying, you know, I like this couple or we like this couple and then just going up there and just put it out there saying like, Hey, we're interested in you guys. And if you're interested, great. If not, that's fine too. Just moving on with your life. I wouldn't, um, start with that. I would still start with like fun chat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't just go up like, you know, cold open. Hey, if you guys are interested or not, whatever, like, you know, (laughs) I wouldn't lead with that. And so as we had mentioned earlier, compliments are a great way to lead. Like, oh, I like your shoes. I like your whatever. And then usually you can establish some sort of conversation based on that. Oh, I got these shoes at blah, 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 you know. And, and that sort of thing. Um, and, co- and that's one of the reasons costumes are great. So people don't always dress up for the themes for, for the club or for, for the cruise or that sort of thing. But I, I find it to be very helpful because the costumes are such a great conversation starter. Oh, yeah. And, and same thing when we went to our New Year's Eve party. We were way overdressed, which is great, fantastic, you know, because people will go up and say like, oh, hey, I like your tux. Oh, you look like James Bond, you know, and all that sort of thing. And that's a, that's a great conversation starter why that night was not so bad for you because you're like i got so many compliments oh yeah yeah that tux worked out well i was gonna also talk about how our approach changed over time because Mm -hmm. when we first started not that we were not successful Mm -hmm. but i think it took us a lot longer to Mm -hmm. get there yeah basically our i think our initial approach was We'd stand in a dark corner until it got very, very late and people were running out of options. And then we started talking to people when they started to get nervous that they were going to strike out. 
Um, and that was our typical club approach, I think. Yeah, we were nervous that we were going to strike out. Yeah, exactly. So we so, ran into all the other people with the same approach as us. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the night, it would usually work out for us. But would you recommend that approach? <laughs> no, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would. But I don't know. The, the club is always difficult, especially if you don't know anybody there. You know, if you don't have friends there or anything like that, it, it can be it can be tough. Yeah. So I, th- I think that as time went on, even the club setting and like we moved states, we got more comfortable with approaching and kind of sealing the deal, mm-hmm. you know, faster. Yeah. I, I, we haven't really tested that um, because we haven't went to the club in a long, long time. Yeah, that's true. And certainly on the cruise, I think our, our approach is pretty good. Yeah, for cruise, I think that it's it's interesting. There's that because of that whole week ahead, mm-hmm. it just relaxes your mind. Like, yeah, hey, if yeah. something doesn't happen one night, it you still have six other other nights, you know. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, if you're if you're in the club and you're talking with a couple for a really long time, and and mm-hmm. they end up not being interested, then really, like, if you've been talking to them for, like, two hours or three hours, and that's a big time investment on, mm-hmm. you know, a single night that you might be able to get out for a whole month, that's that's challenging. Whereas on the cruise, if you're sitting down and you're talking with someone for two or three hours and you got a whole week left, yeah, and they end that, up not being interested, then that's fine. You just yeah. move on. The rejection cost, opportunity cost of rejection yeah, decreases yeah. on the cruise. But I think that that's where... The couples that were on the same page that could kind of seal the deal faster, that kind of displayed that green light faster, that's that where it really helps. So I think you're, some of it does depend on the other couple and oh, how yeah. quickly yeah, for sure. you feel comfortable that both of them are on the same page. Because yeah. you never want to end up in that situation where, you know, like you and the spouse of the other couple are on the same page and your partner and the other spouse are like, Oh, we're not quite sure. Cause nobody mm-hmm. wants to proceed with that. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're a team sport. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. you don't want to have your spouse take one for the team. So if you're feeling that you are not going to want to proceed. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say necessarily take one for the team, but when you have one spouse that seems disinterested and the other one's very interested, that's, it's, yeah, that's a tough go. So you're not, that's exactly it. The sooner you get there where everybody's on the same page, the faster things go. So I think that the key is figuring out that part faster. And that's where direct communication maybe is the answer. I just think that there's only so much that you can get with just chit chatter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about sending a message ahead of time or trying to kind of pre prepare for? Yeah. So, yeah, so if, you, if you're if you going to an event or the club or whatever, and there's, especially on SLS, they have these lists of attendees, people mm-hmm. who have said that are, they're going to a certain event or whatever, you know, ahead of time, you can send them a message, which is super helpful. Yeah. So I think that that was a difference with the New Year's Eve. We did not, we put a lot of effort into our outfits and didn't put that much effort into really looking at couples and making yeah, like yeah. a list of yeah so it's you know it's kind couples. of a it's kind of a double edged sword so on one hand you can send out some messages and you know talk to some people online so that way when you show up and you run into those people you can be like oh yeah hey we talked online and then you have can have a conversation with them and it's already like you kind of know them a little bit yeah you get um, a little bit of a, a starter right it's not a yeah, cold yeah it's not a cold open yeah um but on the other hand you don't want to overcommit too much online because when you meet them, you may be like, eh, I don't know. You know, I don't feel it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not feeling it. So you don't want to, you don't want to necessarily overcommit. So it's, you know, there's some good things and so some what you bad put, things starting with that approach. Yes. What you put in the message, I think matters. Yeah. 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 So if you kind of, if you really overcommit in the message, you yeah. might lead the other couple on. Which is which is easy to do. You know, you might send one or two messages back and forth and they send you an aggressive message and it's like, oh man. Yeah. You know, like how do I respond to that? Because I don't want to, I don't want to say, oh yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, we're totally into whatever. Or, and also you don't want to be like cold either, right? Because you may be interested, right? Yeah. And so... That's, yeah, that's the part where, balance. you know, like when I think, are we DTF? I'm like, no, we're, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I, you know, I think it's a spectrum. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're still sliding on the spectrum somewhere in the middle. Um, so we talked about the eye contact. What about any other body language that you read yeah. in women? Yeah. Um, certainly touching. Um, oh, yeah. Like when that woman came up to me and she started like grabbing my arms and my shoulders and said, oh, are you a firefighter? Right. Um, she also grabbed some other areas. Yeah. She also grabbed some other areas, which to me, to me... <laughs> it was an instant signal of interest uh, and that proceeded fairly quickly but on the same on the same token you remember that other couple like a year ago where the the woman was you know playing with my with my parts under the table with her foot um they were like okay this is going places and we said hey do you guys want to go play and they're like well you know we like to take a lot of time before we decide who we're gonna interact with um and so that's not necessarily a sure thing as you would think it would be i guess yeah, I feel like that that's more of an exception. I feel like most women if they're physically touching you or mm -hmm. in your space, you know, then you know, it works. But I do think it's on women because guys are a lot less hesitant to initiate physical contact. They mm -hmm. they can't do some. Like if you have a costume, they might grab parts of your costume or, you know, d kind of compliment something by touching it. Mm -hmm. Um, but in general, most swinger guys are not just going to violate your personal space. Ex exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't read touch as much, especially like super polite, nice guys who are like very gentlemen, like mm. they're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. So it's on me to like try that first and make sure sometimes I do wait kind of for the other couple to see, you know, for, for the wife to maybe touch you first. And then I'm more comfortable kind of saying, okay, then I can touch your husband and we can go get on the same page that we're, you know, kind of moving on to the next, like next level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else do you pay attention to? Eye contact, physical touch, anything else? I guess reciprocity would be the next thing. So if you're, if you're talking to a couple and you and you say, Hey, we should meet up for drinks later. And if they're like, Oh yeah, let's, let's meet up for drinks. Um, that's a, that's a pretty good indicator that they're interested. But then if they go, Oh yeah, let's meet up for drinks. Uh, how about tomorrow night? That's, they're almost certainly interested if they're, if they one not only say yes, that they're interested in your invitation, but they also want to set a time. Oh yeah. Right. That's not somebody who's like, yeah, we'll see you later. Yeah, sure thing. We'll see you later. You know, and if if they're interested in setting a time, then that that's usually a, a pretty key indicator that they're that they're interested. That's true. Like, like more direct communication of let's plan things. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's a lot of um, times where we'll chat and talk, and we won't set a time or concrete like commitment, mm -hmm. and that's where things fall apart. Yeah, we should we should definitely do that more where we set like a concrete time. Yeah. I think that on the cruise especially, because you do have a luxury of pretty much all day, mm -hmm. um, I guess it wouldn't work for the club because you're just there maybe one night and right, maybe right. can't yeah. commit to the next weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, unless you have a more open schedule. What are some of the other strategies that we heard from other couples? Other strategies from other couples? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Remember their strategy about um, going to the playroom? <laughs> yeah, so... I think that we may have mentioned that before. So their strategy was very direct. They would show up in the playroom, start playing with each other, look for another couple who is also there by themselves and just kind of wave them in and make things happen right there. That's pretty bold. I'm not sure I could commit to that. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally commit to that. I mean, it, it might take me some time. <laughs> Because that's kind of a that's kind of a high pressure situation, right? Right, that couple has to decide yes or no, and then just, you know, yeah. yeah, just you know, what's the worst thing that would happen? Yeah, I guess if they're no, they'd be like maybe shake their heads or whatever. That's how I view it, right? Well, Somebody waves you in, and you're like, okay, I'll try it out, and if it's not the best experience you've had in the lifestyle, meh. It's still fun. So I think that it's like one strategy that I don't know that I have when it comes to lifestyle is um, years ago when they had the iPod uh, shuffle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. 
they had an advertisement that said, give chance a chance. Mm. And, and so like just some, sometimes you have to give chance a chance, you know, you, you never know what might come out of it. So that's how I view it. And so that's why I'm like, if it, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah, usually, you know, usually when I'm in that situation, the couples I'm most interested in are the ones like standing against the wall. And I feel like <laughs> are the most likely to so what you're saying run away is, screaming. <laughs> we would be more of a couple that is on the bed waving the other couple in. Yes. <laughs> Did you interpret that some other way? <laughs> I was just thinking, like, if if we walked in. Oh, yeah. If some other couple waved us over, like, yeah, that's a totally different scenario. But that's not really an approach, right? That's just us, like, randomly walking into a Yeah, giving a, a chance a chance. <laughs> you know, like, just walk into the playroom, you know, just start playing with each other and see if another couple invites you in. Yeah. yeah. Which I think may have happened one time in a club. Uh, yeah, yeah. At least once. Yeah, and wasn't that the couple that we ended up soft-swapping with? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember? Um, we were on the on the big orgy bed. Mm-hmm. Um, this was in Houston? Yeah, we were in the club on the big orgy bed, mm-hmm. and you know we were just going to hang out there, just yeah. checking things I, out. I don't think there was anything soft about that swap the way I remember it. Really? I thought yeah. that we ended up just soft-swapping. That's not how I remember it. <laughs> um, you know, th- I remember we definitely started with a soft swap, right? Uh, I don't think so. How did I not remember this right? Maybe two or three um, memories combined. Could be. But yeah, that, that approach actually, I think, will work if there's enough people in the room. So depending on the club setup and how big the common kind of play area is. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a tiny play area. Yeah, it yeah. was very crowded. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not about the the size of the playroom. Oh, I, I remember what you're talking about now. Yes, that was the same playroom. Right. Similar scenario, different couple. I remember what you're talking about now. Okay. Yeah. You see, I'm yeah. like, do yeah. not remember that experience. Yes. Yeah. So that has happened at least twice yeah. where yeah. it has worked out or just chilling and hey let's let's make this happen and i feel like during new year's eve honestly if we had more desire to potentially when we were in the playroom we could have made things happen there mm-hmm. but we're one of us was was not well <laughs> so we could not so we couldn't it. use our uh, our closing time approach like we normally do yeah we had about out too early for that approach Okay, so let's talk about um, a pretty common scenario. So you've been talking with a couple. It's like super apparent that everybody's into everybody else. But then you just sit there talking for like hours, even though everybody kind of knows what what they want to do. You know where that happens is... All the time. (laughs) All the time everywhere is where that happens. Is when you end up talking to a couple and you just like talking with them. Like they're cool, <laughs> yeah. they're really fun, and you just having fun just in non. Uh, yeah, and yeah, and sometimes you end up in that situation where it's like we know it's on the table, we know we're gonna play, but we're like I'm enjoying this particular topic of this conversation exactly, <laughs> which can last for quite a while. That's like best case scenario. Yeah, and we have come across where it's like, man, we need more swinger friends because the conversation's so much fun. Yeah, and so. We were talking about, and I think we looked at the time, and it was like 2.30 a.m., mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were like, oh, we really need to make things happen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think what you did is I was wearing a silk rope, mm-hmm. and you just pulled the silk rope, you yeah. Know? yeah, if well, it yeah. comes off if yeah. you untie it. Yeah, when, when all else fails, disrobe. Disrobe. I think that's just the key. Disrobe your wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just get naked and just see what happens. So I was the first person naked in the room. <laughs> and it got things started. Well, I couldn't be the first person naked in the room. That would never work out. 
that, that is true. So somebody has to get naked first. And mm-hmm. so I was actually happy when he did that because like, I was like, oh man, I can't just get naked. People will think I'm a slut. And it was, I think, first night of the cruise. And I was still like, how slutty can I be? <laughs> so it was f- first night of our first cruise. So mm-hmm. I should mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. So this is where we're, we're relaxed now. We met our couple that we liked. Um, I think we we did see their profile ahead of time and we're like, oh, that's the couple that we saw online and, mm-hmm. and liked. So we end up talking with them. And sure enough, it you know, it's, it's happening. And so the pressure was off. We were in our cabin, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody's chilling in the cabin, drinking wine. It's great time. Mm-hmm. And we just couldn't get started. And that, yeah. You know, it's at some point you just don't. I felt like impolite breaking up a really nice conversation to just say, "Hey, you know, can can I get your dick now?" (laughs) And And we've also got, we also have friends uh, from previous cruises that are very pragmatic, that we set up a a play date with, and they sent it uh, sent us a text message saying, "Show up naked." Yeah, which is they were like show up naked in our cabin at this time. Yeah, see you. Yeah, <laughs> and we were like, great, this is great. Yeah, it these just, guys have a plan. Yeah, we, we'll be there. Very punctual. Yeah, yeah. We, we replied with we'll be there, and we just showed up in our robes, and we're ready to go. So that worked out great, also. But I feel like that only will work out with couple that you hooked up with before yeah, that you already know i probably wouldn't try that one right out the gate but who knows <laughs> right but the you know getting things started once you sealed the deal is another kind of little hump yeah that yeah, you have to sure. jump over yeah and you do feel a little off kind mm-hmm. of yeah you know is this polite time yeah, yeah. To... always always at least a little awkward yeah um Let's talk about Canadians. Canadians are polite mm-hmm. with everyone, which just throws me off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when you meet Canadians, you can't read their signs because they're going to be super polite, good eye contact, very engaged. There's a good chance they will be up for it because are you just polite because you're Canadian or, or you're polite because you're interested in a polite way. Uh, situations that we've run into our Canadian sample is not that big we need more Canadians for sure yeah I'm up for Canadians and southern gentlemen at any time yeah I think yeah definitely the Canadians they they they've got the right mix of of politeness and yeah but that that politeness work ethic yeah (laughs) politeness throws me off I'm like are you just polite because you're Canadian or are you polite because you're interested and yeah. you're sta- sticking around having this conversation and continuing this conversation because you actually are interested or because you feel rude leaving the conversation. Yeah. So it does throw me off a bit. Yeah. They, you know, the, the rudeness need, needs to come up a little bit to, to the usual level. How would, how would you, um, politely reject a couple so Mm. that is a scenario that does not happen very often to us because typically we are the ones who will approach the couples yeah well it's really hard you know online um you know we get messages and i never know how to respond you know and usually usually how i feel about it is you guys are on the other side of the country we're probably never going to run into you I i don't want to go through and say those things or the people are local and it's like, oh, we're really they're too super, local. <laughs> they're too local, and I'm, you know, my thought is, oh, I don't want to run into you in at our daycare. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, oh, we're squeamish about you know doing stuff in our area that's like a little too local for us. And so, yeah, I don't reply a lot to those. So I, I to answer your question, I don't have a great strategy for rejection, particularly online. Um, but those are usually the two reasons: either you're too far, or you're too close. Um, but certainly, you know, when we get messages about the cruise, I usually respond to every single one of those. Um, and usually I'm just very noncommittal. Yeah. And you yeah. usually will show me the message too. You'll say, how does this sound? And I just say, it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in person, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't have, I don't usually say 
you know, we're not interested or anything like that, but, um, yeah, I think that's, that is actually hard to do Yeah, to, um, be direct to tell another couple you're not interested. Yeah. I, I think the best thing you can say if it, if it comes to that kind of a head is just to say, Oh, you know, I just don't think we're a good match. And I think that's, that's probably the best you can do. You know what I am? I take as de facto um, rejection if the other couple, let's say you talk to them and let's say, um, you know, the dinner is over or the conversation's over. And if, if there's no talk um, about, oh, let's meet up again mm-hmm. or, you know, what, what, you know, what cabin you're in mm-hmm. or anything. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I I feel like we just leave a card, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And kind of, if we don't leave a card, then that's usually how we say no, right? Like, mm-hmm. we just don't make a plan and yeah, we don't yeah, yeah. leave a lot of contact information. We ghost them, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah, yeah. move forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you don't move forward, that's basically, I will treat that as rejection. Mm-hmm. Like, that just means the other couple is not interested in us. Yeah, yeah. But again, that approach is not always true. Yeah, Because sure. we we've had that happen where we later learned that, oh, that couple was very interested in us. They mm-hmm. just are not very direct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so... You know, that the rejection and confirming that it's a rejection, mm-hmm. I think, is where... Yeah, and it's honestly, it's not that big of a deal. You know, if we get what I'll, what we can, I guess we can call it a soft rejection, where they're just, they just don't seem that interested, then you just move on to the next couple. And... Yeah, I feel like we need to get better at directly communicating in a, you know, in a polite way so that we, we don't end up wasting people's time, people's mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. you know? Um, a little bit sooner. Yeah. I think that's the end of our 16th episode with all of our insights that we've learned being in lifestyle for over a decade at this point. And the thing is, is 90% of the time we just luck into these situations. There's no, there's no planning or logic behind it. Um, Just give chance a chance. Yeah, exactly. Give chance a chance. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Give me, give me what I want, want you all over me Give me, give me what I want